The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. In a few minutes, we'll start another sitting. And I'd like primarily for that sitting to be silent so that you can begin to learn how to settle in with this style of practice on your own without having the props of a guided meditation. But I'd like to just offer one piece that I recollected can be useful especially if you're relatively new to this practice. So one um, thing that often happens when you sit down and just begin to notice what's happening with this form of receptive awareness, you might find um, that the mind essentially kind of reverts or moves into its habitual practice, almost like out of habit. It's like when we sit in this posture, this is what we do. We pay attention to the breath. Or for myself, it was like open to body sensation. So um, so practice habits. We have practice habits that are well-conditioned. And when we sit in this posture, if we're just receiving what's happening, sometimes what we'll notice is that the mind has shifted into its familiar practice. It's, it's kind of practice habits. Anybody notice this? Okay, good. (laughs) I'm speaking to some of you at least. So um, uh, it's not a problem. And I'd like to offer two uh, suggestions or two things to notice about it. Now, first of all, it's what's happening in your mind. You know, your mind is, is used to meditating in that way, and so that's what it does. So um, there's two basic approaches for working with that kind of thing. Um, and I'd say it roughly depends on how the practice that you that you're habitually do, how it's engaged with. So for me, my habitual practice was one of just relax and um, let myself notice what's most obvious, and that gravitated to the body. And so really, I had done a lot of body practice, and that's where it it went. And so... I reported this to to Sayadaw and he said, well, you do need to expand beyond that because there's a lot going on besides the body. And so I recognized, well, this is the habit when I sit down and just open to what's obvious, it, the, the mind will orient to body sensations. And so I let it do that. That's where I started. It's like, I, I would sit down, it's like, okay, relax and receive and it would go to body sensation. And then when I noticed that, after a little while, I I kind of just like recognized, okay, this is its habit, this is what it's used to doing. Then I I shifted to checking the relationship. So what is the relationship of the mind to this practice? This is what it's doing. How am I in relationship to this? And this is where I discovered the mind was really calm and happy with it. And so that was a piece of the experience that I hadn't actually connected with. 
the mind kind of gravitated towards that partly because it was, it was a settling thing. It was a calming thing. It created a, an ease and a happiness in the mind, which I did not notice. And so as I allowed myself to you know, just settle the way the mind normally did, I just like, would enter my meditation, okay, do what you do. <laughs> and then checking, okay, and what's my relationship to this practice? And the mind recognized happiness and ease, calm. And that was noticing experience beyond my habitual practice. And so it opened my practice up and that was really my kind of entryway into noticing the mind. So that's one approach. If you notice or when you notice that the mind is engaged with a habitual practice, check the relationship. How are you in relationship to that practice? So, or perhaps something along the lines of what else is happening while the mind is doing this practice. So that's one approach. And I'd say if the, um, the practice that your mind has gravitated to feels like it's sort of happening automatically that you're not kind of doing that practice, then checking the relationship is a good approach. Another thing that can happen with habitual practices is that um, it's like our mind kind of slips into that habitual practice without our noticing, and it just becomes what it does. But because that habitual practice, sometimes our habitual practices are more active, more directed, more engaged. So there's more doing that happens. So if you notice when your, um, your habitual practice arises that, that you've kind of jumped onto the back of that practice and are actively engaged, for instance, with staying with the breath, then I'd suggest something that you could explore is relax and let go of that effort. You don't have to stop attending to whatever it is, but stop trying to do the practice that your mind has done. So that's a, that's a kind of a subtle difference. You know, it's like, it's okay if the mind does the practice, but if you're actively kind of almost dragging the mind along to participate, see if you can back off from that, from that piece. Does that make sense? Is that, okay. So that's, um, that's just something to explore for those of you who've been finding this kind of orientation or gravitation towards habitual practice. So just a reminder about the basic form, what we do. We sit, we do our lying meditation. And for those of you who are doing lying meditation, I'll, I'll offer one additional piece because I do a lot of lying meditation and it's very easy to fall asleep and not know you've fallen asleep. It's very easy to fall asleep and wake up and have no clue that you have been asleep. And so it's useful to have some kind of a feedback mechanism if you're doing lying meditation. And the one that I use is I put my arm at right angles to the floor. So I'm lying on the floor, this is the floor. My arm's at right angles to the floor. So if I'm, you know, I'm on my side, it's, it, it kind of looks like this. It's kind of at angles to my body. And then if I fall asleep, the arm will fall, the arm will drop. And uh, I may not wake up when the arm drops, but when I wake up, I notice that the arm is down, and so I know that I've been asleep. So it's a little bit of feedback for us in lying meditation that helps us to know whether we've been alert this whole time that we thought we've been alert. It's quite amazing how deceptive our mind can be along these lines. The other thing is that I found that as I got more attuned to that 
being present um, in the lying posture. Sometimes I could find when the mind wandered, what would happen is that the arm would kind of do this. And so if I found my arm at kind of like a 45 degree angle, I knew the mind was wandering. And I could bring the arm back up. So it just gives a little bit of feedback if you're doing lying meditation to have that arm at right angles to the floor. So we find our posture and then we relax. We start with relaxation. And, you know, for this sitting, it's just going to be you doing that in whatever way feels most supportive for you. You could do it as a body scan the way we started, or you could just orient into the internal, see, check in about relaxing the, in, the, the throat, the heart, stomach, intestines. For me, that's kind of a really good um, uh, way in, just relaxing the interior of the body. Or you could try those requests that I mentioned. May the body relax, may the mind relax. See how those affect you. Not trying to do the relaxation, but almost inviting the system to relax and seeing what the effect of that invitation is. So we start with relaxation. And with that relaxation of body, of mind, we begin to recognize, aware, am I aware? And what is obvious? Light touch of effort, am I aware of what? How about now? How about now? And some of you may be getting a little bit of momentum here today, and so uh, you could play with um, almost riding the wave of mindfulness. Oh, am I aware? Yeah. Feeling the, maybe almost having a feeling of following the attention, one thing to the next to the next. Or settling back and just letting things come in, come in, come in. So it might just feel like that, and then you might begin to have a sense of, Oh, the mind is kind of flipping out. Okay, a little more intentionality, aware. So beginning to recognize how much we need to remind ourselves. This, the the level of effort, the level of kind of how much, how frequently we we remind ourselves to be aware. It may be a little more spacious by this point in the day. So, relax. Noticing, recognizing the awareness, what is obvious, and then checking into the uh, relationship from time to time, perhaps based on whether it feels like there's a struggle in the practice, or maybe whether it feels like things are going really well. Another time that can be useful to check the relationship to his ex- experiences after the mind has returned from wandering, when we've woken up into thought, sometimes if you're if you're if you're finding that it's a little challenging to kind of open to what has been the effect of thinking on me in this moment, sometimes checking into the attitude can kind of get there because uh, sometimes as the mind wanders, it can create some kind of an attitude behind the scenes while we're not aware and then as we come back that attitude gets carried back in and so sometimes checking the attitude when we return from the mind wandering can also be useful so let's sit together <laughs> 